Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I think I've been very happy. Everybody says, man, you just seem like you're in a better mood this offseason. I say, you're damn right I am. So this guy, uh, he's a special guy. I think uh, one of the best ways that I can describe him, when you hear people that have been around him, there's a there's a known confidence where when he walks into a room, you always feel his presence, but he's got a great humility about himself uh, that everybody loves being around him, and, and he's one of those guys that I think is a true igniter, makes everybody around him better. I feel like I've become a better coach in the few months that we've been able to spend together, and uh, we're looking forward to doing a lot of good things together. I hate that I even have to say this, but I think uh, I made a comment earlier that was definitely taken out of context. I am very excited. I have been in a good mood because of the confidence I have in this team, but by no means is that a slight to anybody you know, like Jared, who has done a phenomenal job for the last four years here. You know, I, I hated that I even have to address that, but I do think out of respect for him and all the good things he's done, I am in a good mood, but that doesn't mean it's not because we're working together uh, or because of just Stafford exclusively. There's a lot of good things going on that I feel really good about and I'm confident about. So don't twist my words when I didn't say that. Uh. Oh, Sean. Oh, Sean. I like it. Though. Oh, Sean. <laughs> Sean, you said it. <laughs> Sean. Sean with the close encounters. Sean with the close encounters hairdo there. Uh, yeah, he said it. You're damn right I am. Yeah, you're damn right because you got rid of Jared Goff and you added Matthew Stafford. Look, hey, Chris, I said more than I should have on Friday. I'll just shut up and let you offer your interpretation since you weren't here to chime in with Sean McVay saying what he said, then saying he didn't say what he said. Well, I I, I think he just he wants to make sure it's not a direct shot at Jared Goff. And and, and like, but it was. Well, I mean, I I'm with you. It is to a degree. It is yes. You know, you're you're right. There's no way he can avoid it. But like, it, it's not intended to be that way. I mean, yeah, the freaking guy's excited about Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford is a superstar. He has superstar talent. Like, if you're a guy like Sean McVay and now Matthew Stafford's running your offense, yes, you're in a better mood because now the plays that were boring and didn't work that good are, like, really good. This guy somehow throws a rifle down the left sidelines for a 30-yard completion on our boring normal plays. 
and now I can come up with these plays that I can never even think of, and I can run them, and that makes my life easier. Man, so I'm in a better mood. I mean, that's where it gets back into the old, like, oh, arm strength's not important. Like, baloney, bullcrap. I want to say a bunch of other swears. Like, uh, what? It changes everything, arm strength. Come on. I mean, the best quarterbacks we see in football right now have flamethrowers for arms because it allows them to call plays, make throws, do things that other people can't. And that's where McVay's probably just beside himself as far as happy is concerned. But, but, but let me give you a little twist on yeah. his words. Yeah. I'm going to paraphrase what he said yeah. in the context of if someone were to say to me, you seem like you're in a better mood on Fridays. You, for some reason, Friday morning, <laughs> yeah. 7 to 9, you seem like you're in a better mood. And if I said, I think I'm very happy on Fridays, everybody says, man, you just seem like you're in a better mood on Fridays. And I said, damn right I am. How is that not a slap at you since it's always someone other than you on Fridays? Well, oh, I know. I get it. But there's also like a bunch of other guys. Michael Brockers, is he thinking the same thing? You know, I know we make it all the quarterback. It could Come be. Come on, he's I an understand. offensive guy. Of course, it's he's excited about Stafford. He's excited about his and current status. And he's praising status Stafford. I know, as he's saying, and he wasn't okay. praising whoever's going to play instead of Brockers. So he he's praising the guys he's got there now. So I, you're right, Michael. Listen, I'm not trying to like. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. To me, if he didn't come out and say, I've even had that second part where he tried to the justify it. ridiculous. I would have just it's been like, the hell with to it. the intelligence of someone like me who well, doesn't don't, have that's where, I, that's where I feel like these coaches fall into this, like, well, social media is saying this, and now everybody thinks I'm saying this to be – like, don't even address it. Don't give Johnny, the 38-year-old, in the basement of his mom's house who's tweeting this stuff, like, the justification of even, like, addressing it. Who the hell cares? I'm in a good Chris, mood. Chris, Chris, it, 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 this isn't some conspiracy theory. He said what he said, and the obvious implication was he's glad that Jared Goff is gone, and of course he is. They tucked an extra first-round pick into the trade that package says it to all. get that god-awful contract off the books. And on Friday, I read the quotes verbatim I know. from McVay saying it's insane to suggest Jared Goff's not going to be the quarterback, and he's going to be here as long as I'm here. All that stuff that they said that cost them $33.5 million per year because he said those things before they signed him to a new contract, which was not smart. I just – I. Just be straight with us. Don't play games. And don't chastise media for doing their job when you give us something that compelling, which clearly is a slap at the guy who's gone, the guy you already benched for John freaking Wolford, the guy that you had to dump an extra first-round pick to get rid of, don't don't act like well. That's why that's why I that's say like don't even what make. We're doing. I agreed. I mean, listen, I'm not I'm not Just arguing. Let it you go. There. You're right. Let, it go. let it go. Don't justify it. Don't justify it. Then the next time you have a press conference, just be like, it's not a slight on Jared Goff. I'm just really excited about Matt Stafford. He's awesome. His arm's great. I've always been intrigued by his play. Just leave it at that. You don't have to, like, always have, you know, this back and forth with everything that's, you know, perceived. Yeah, he's excited about Matt Stafford. Nobody in football or in their right mind watching football can actually sit there with a straight face and tell me, that Jared Goff's better than Matthew Stafford or at any points even been as close to him in the last seven, eight years. And I know Jared Goff hasn't been in the league that long. So, yeah, that's that's where. And, you're, Mike, at the base level, you're exactly right. They gave away a first-round pick to get rid of the guy. That's all you need to – that's all that needs to be said. Um, but, 
Yeah, that's I, I hear you. That's insulting the intelligence a little bit there. I'm with you. Yeah, you, you just got to own it and you got to move forward. And don't get mad at those of us who are applying the obvious import to the things that you said. It's your own fault. You said it. You own it. Don't blame us for recognizing it and doing our jobs with it. All right, let's take a break. Le'Veon Bell looking for a job in the NFL. He said some things over the weekend that will make it even harder for him to land in another NFL locker room. We'll discuss that next here on PFT Live. Lesson number one when trying to find a job in the National Football League when it's mid-June and no one has offered you a job, don't go on social media and say, I'll never play for Andy Reid again. I'd retire first. Andy Reid's one of the most respected coaches in the history of the league. And for Le'Veon Bell, who mishandled ultimately at the end of the day his contract situation in Pittsburgh, did not earn his money with the Jets. Congratulations to him on getting the money, but he didn't earn it. Gets dumped by the Jets, lands in Kansas City. Look, football's a meritocracy. If he was good enough to play, he would have played. He would have been part of things. He would have, he would have had a larger role. I, I was amazed how that comment, we wrote about it at PFT, how that moved the needle. People were, were and, and, and I would have never guessed that people would be so interested in the story of a guy who is basically done. And, and I think that's what's sad about it. He's, he's coming to terms with the fact that it's over. And I think sometimes it's human nature when you're in that spot to lash out at anyone you can instead of acknowledging it's my own fault that it's over. I, I don't disagree with you d- totally there. Yeah, yeah, he's in, you know, he's in a, 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 in a tough spot, a spot certainly that he's never been in in his life where it's like, wait, nobody wants me for my physical abilities and things like that. But, you know, even with that, right, like, I mean, something must have gone down to a degree. I mean, Le'Veon Bell even unhappy in Pittsburgh and with the New York Jets never like I don't know took personal shots at anybody so that that's where I'm intrigued by it I mean Andy Reid we know is like the ultimate players coach and does so many things you know that players love and everything like that you know but we saw a similar scenario the year before with LaShawn McCoy you know again that's the role he was brought in you weren't there to be like the meat and potatoes guy you were there to be like the veteran like we got a little you know we got a guy here who's got experience and knows how to play but you're not the main guy but obviously Le'Veon Bell feels like he should have had more of like a niche within the offense and that's just not the case and yeah it's not a good look for him we're not going to get him a new job talking like that we had the explanation up on the screen for his comments. He says, I said what I said, and I don't regret at all what I said. For those who have a personal problem with me because of what I said, that's fine. You have your right. Just understand, I also have my right for how I feel about my personal problem with dude, Andy Reid, because of what he said to me. I'd love to know what Reid said yeah, that pissed there. off Le'Veon Bell. And, and it could just be that Reid was the first coach in a long time who told him what he needed to hear. Hey, Le'Veon. You're not Le'Veon Bell anymore. I don't know who you are, but you're not that guy that we used to have to game plan against to try to figure out how to stop the Steelers. That's not you anymore. I I, I don't know. Without knowing what was said, I, I it's impossible to assess whether or not Le'Veon Bell's reaction is justified, Chris. No, I I mean, agreed. His, his, his reaction is not justified no matter what, really, because of what you're saying, of what we see on the field. 
You know, there's nothing there to justify it on the field. Like, there's not no one sitting there going, man, Andy Reid, I don't know what the deal was. Le'Veon Bell last year was amazing. Why didn't he play him more at the end of the year? That that That's like, so that's where Le'Veon Bell has to be careful because, you know, there's nothing no evaluator or real football fans going to watch and go, you got screwed over. You were right. You were really awesome when you were out there. You know, and, and I like Le'Veon Bell. You know that. But, yeah. I mean, it's coming to an end, or he's got to change something. You know, he's lost his explosiveness. You can see it even in his body. He's not as thick and as powerful as he used to be. So I, I don't know what went wrong there. But, yeah, I mean, I think it, it could be a little bit of a trouble for him to find a team here, and he could be one of those guys that kind of is just waiting around most of training camp. Said Tyron Matthew in response to the kerfuffle, these fellas will blame everybody for their lack of success. That's how I know I'm built different and you know Tyron's got the right attitude if you have failures if you have shortcomings don't blame someone else search your heart search your mind search your soul for the things that you can do better and I don't know whether Le'Veon Bell just lost his commitment to football I, I, I don't I don't know what it was I don't know what it was something prompted him to sit out all of the 2018 season and and kudos to him for getting the money he got from the Jets the Jets screwed that up they didn't have the infrastructure in place to support a Le'Veon Bell, you don't build a team from the outside in. You build it from the inside out. It was a huge mistake, one of the worst free agent signings of the past 20 years. But uh, he did get his money, and uh, I hope he saved it. I, and I'm not saying that sarcastically. There's only a, a finite number of years as for an NFL player to have a high level of earning potential, and uh, that's got to last because I don't think he's getting anything more than the minimum if he even gets an offer to go play for someone for that, Chris. Yeah, I I, I agree. I mean, it, it, it's a, a part in his career right now where, yes, he's going to get on a team, look at as really a third-string type running back. If injuries happen, then you start to get in the rotation. Yes, you've been around. You know blitz pickups. You can catch the football, do those type of things. But, yeah, we're getting to the end here. We really are. And – I really would think this is his last chance unless he does something kind of significant or really shows real progress this year. I would think this is about it. If he even gets this chance, I think it could be interesting that much, to, to that degree. It may be done. Yeah, he it might have be. pressed the self-destruct right. button because whoever coaches him next is going to be the next guy who gets called out when it doesn't work on social media. That's what I, the, the kids who are growing up in social media don't, seem to understand that when you use that to air out your boss or complain about this at work or that at work, future employers are going to look at that and say, that may be me someday, so I'm not going to hire this person. And a lot of, I just, it's, it's astounding to me how many people don't understand that if you start complaining about who's signing your paycheck, the people who may be signing it in the future may be a a little leery about being in the crosshairs of your criticism. Let's go ahead and take a break. We have a draft that basically allows Chris and I to call BS on anything we'd like to call BS on NFL related. We'll do that when PFT Live continues right after. Your BS, Florio. First pick. you sense there's a fatigue in the dugout, maybe a complacency as these losses pile up where uh, guys are just almost getting used to losing here? No. Why not? 
I, I, I know them too well and and I don't think there's any getting used to freaking losing. Hell no. Hell out of here with that. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What if millions of black Americans had been compensated for slavery? Join me, Tremaine Lee, as I explore the untold story of one of the only black Americans who ever was. I talk to his descendants and discuss how reparations forever change their family's trajectory and imagine a reality where reparations are paid to the rest of black America. Into America presents Uncounted Millions, The Power of Reparations, a Black History Month series. New episodes drop Thursdays. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. Get the hell out of here with that. That's Ugh. one of Chris's go-to lines. He My, adds crap yeah. to the end of it usually. Get the hell out of here with that crap. Or different words. Different. When, different when words. not on air. Yeah. Uh, when I've been watching the Yankees air. lately, I've been using those words. You know I'm a big Yankees fan. I've been saying lots of four-letter words at the TV screen. It's like, you know, what do uh, we How yeah. about Philip? Does he join in? Uh, yeah, it depends. It, you know, it depends on what, yes, he definitely does. You know, like father, like son. I'm trying to teach him to be a model American. Yes, I am. Teach him how to swear and cuss at the TV, no doubt. As long as he doesn't do it at school, right? right. That's the rule. That's right. As long as, he, as long as he can compartmentalize the use of the profanity, then you're fine with it. I'm for totally fine, and we've had no issues. In fact, I mean, his teachers, his school will tell you he's one of the better-behaved kids in his class always. But, yeah, I give him free reign to swear at home and do those things, and he knows he can't cross that line or he'll be a big, I'll be big trouble. i looking forward to the – Chris Sims, Book of Parroting, <laughs> forward by Andrew Dice Clay. Uh, all right, I, I've got a trivia question for you to determine the first pick in this. Get the hell out of here with that crap draft. The New York, New Jersey metro area has nine professional sports teams. Yanks, Mets, Giants, Jets, Knicks, Rangers, Isles, Devils, Nets. When was the last time they had multiple championships in the same year? Man, it's... Uh, ooh, wow. Because I You just, should know this. I, I, I know. So that's the obvious answer. It's 86 for the Giants and Mets. Play the horns. You're right. All right. I am right. I don't hear the horns, but you're right. Well, audio's ba, ba, busted. Ba, 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 yes. All right. Yeah, I, I was wondering if there was one out there that I wasn't thinking of. But, yeah, 86, that was special. Special year. The Mets beat the Red Sox. Giants beat the Broncos. But it's two different fan bases. It's not like it was the Giants and the Yankees. No, or I the know. The Mets and the Jets, right? There's that. There's that. 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 You're divide. right. There's still enough crossover. I mean, we got 90 trillion people up here, so there's enough there, definitely, to where to the point of like I could still remember in the '86 season, my dad and the Giants were playing Washington on a Monday night, 
and I believe it was game six or might have been game seven, uh, Matt Casey's telling me, where, yeah, I mean, people were cheering during the game when the Mets would score a run or anything like that. So there's enough crossover there. But um, if I recall correctly, game seven was due for Sunday. It got rained out and they played it on Monday. I think you're exactly right. right. Giants won, beat Washington 27-20. And, of course, the Red Sox choked uh, – you know, which they did a lot during that century. Okay. Those were the, those were back in the days when I actually watched baseball. So I, rem- I remember that. I remember being very excited about that game seven. All right, uh, you get the first pick. Well, I mean, come on. What? I mean, I don't even like to do this because we spent the first 45 minutes of the show, but the get the hell out of your draft. Hello, ding, ding, ding. The first pick of the get the hell out of your draft will belong to Mark Murphy of the Green Bay Packers. Yes, get the hell out of here with everything you've done handling the Aaron Rodgers situations, let alone some of these quotes we've seen here as of late. I mean, they're not doing anybody any good. You know, you talk about, oh, it's divided the fan base. Well, it looks like you're trying to divide it more and divide the team from the quarterback even more. So that to me right now, I mean, if I just have to say, get the hell out of here with that right now, that's the number one thing that pops to my mind and probably all of sports, let alone just football. And for me, it would specifically be Murphy's comment that the less anyone says about the situation, yeah, publicly, that part the better because he's completely turned that on its head right. twice, right? With his comments, one of which came in the same breath as he was saying it's better to keep things not public. I look, I, I've I've got to go back to uh, something from not that long ago in the show. Sean McVay, get the hell out of here with that crap! Trying to blame the media for your obvious slap at Jared Goff. It was obvious you did it. Just own it. Get the hell out of here with that crap if you're going to try to blame the media for doing our jobs. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, I hear you. I, it's it's uh, going to say comments. You know, people, we're going to talk. We're going to say things. Yes. So what? You know, don't, 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 yes, don't play us like idiots that after the fact. That That's, I guess, the, the biggest lesson we learned from that. Um, I'm going to go with, like, the narrative of – the Browns are better than o- without OBJ. Like, listen, I know it was good last year, okay? And I know they did well. And I know the optics weren't perfect early in the year. But damn, adding OBJ is not going to make your team worse. Like, I got to say, get the hell out of here with that. He's only going to make them better. You know, he's super talented. I know he hasn't found that great connection with Baker Mayfield, but still having him on the field has way more value than any numbers can quantify or anything like that, too. And it helps their football team one. So that's one that that bothers me to a degree. You know me. I'm an OBJ fan, so I do stick up for him and everything like that. But he's too talented, and he made some unbelievable plays last year to help their football team win some games early in the year. And so I say get the hell out of here with that. I would just say this. They have to grow past that constant presumption that we will only win the game if we get the ball to OBJ. That's true. It puts too much stress on Baker Mayfield. And I'd like to think the success that Mayfield had last year while OBJ was gone will push the pendulum toward OBJ just accepting whatever his role is, answering the call when his number is called, and, and we can get past this constant narrative, whether it's Beckham, whether it's Jarvis Landry, vouching, whether it's others, got to get the ball to OBJ, got to get the ball to OBJ. No, we got to get the ball to the open man. We got to do what we can to move the ball, score points, and win games. So I I, th- I just think there's a lesson to be learned there yeah, by what that. the Browns did in his absence. Right. But they will be better with him 
if he can accept whatever his role is. All right, next one for me. You know, there's a bunch from in recent weeks that we can go to. How about the 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 thing that bubbled up a couple of weeks back that the Steelers' inability to get the ball down the field was because Ben Roethlisberger was recovering from elbow surgery. That That's brand new, out of the box. Where was this all of last year? Get the hell out of here with that crap. Am I doing this right? I think you are. It's, it's not because he's recovering from elbow surgery. It's because the offense was designed to throw four-yard passes. And for whatever reason, they didn't want to throw the ball down the field. They didn't trust him to throw the ball down the field. But it wasn't because of his elbow. He had the ability to get the ball down the field if he wanted to. So I don't know what it was. But that's one of the things they got to fix this year, Chris. Yeah, I, I, I can't disagree with that. And you're right. Yeah, get the hell out of here with that. You're right. I mean, it, you, you, don't, you don't throw the ball 608 times if you think there's a problem with your quarterback's elbow. That, that's, that's basically what we're saying here. And that's where I can't, I can't buy it. And, yeah, there's, there's a lot of things. Maybe his elbow wasn't totally 100%, but we saw enough plays and things to know he could throw the ball down the field. So I'm with you there. Good one. Um, all right, I think this is more like just something you heard, especially after the year, that just pops up to me, and I just can't take it. And not to say that the other guy deserves all the credit, but like I don't want to hear like, oh, it's it's official. Brady made the Patriots. It was all him. That's right. Like, get the hell out of here with that. Like, seriously. Why? Because Brady won a Super Bowl. I understand that. Brady's great. We know that. He was also on the most talented team in football. We also know that. So stop. Has nothing to do with that. And I'm not saying we know Brady was a huge part of it, but I hate when people have to say it's either this or that. No, it was great. And Brady wouldn't have been Brady without Bill Belichick. I'm sorry. That's the way it is. Did, did he help Belichick win some games? Maybe Belichick shouldn't have won? Of course, yes. Tom Brady's awesome. There's no doubt about that. But I hate that it's come to that. It's one or the other. That's just stupid. That really is. I mean, they, they, they helped each other, and it, it, there's no doubt Belichick helped Brady way, way more than the other way around. So, sorry, I, I can't buy that one. They weren't making the playoffs last year in New England if Brady had stayed. They weren't. The, the team wasn't good enough. And it's one of the reasons why I think he was willing to leave. But right. if, if Brady had been there, yeah, he doesn't win a Super Bowl because he doesn't get to the playoffs at all because he just didn't have the supporting cast. It all fell together perfectly. He landed in a spot which had everything right. he needed, and they were willing to give him the keys to the car. Speaking of the place where he landed, this is one that we kind of laughed about at the time. I know. But in gonna... hindsight, it really is fascinating to me. You know what I'm going to say? I, I think the I, the Brady Fort down one. Are you going to do that? Or no, 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 no. I'm going to go a little more. I'm going to go deeper track than that. I'm going to go Bruce Arians from last month explaining why he intends to stay, not just for the rest of Tom Brady's career, but beyond. I'd be excited to take Blaine Gabbert to war because I love Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> I think he is the most <laughs> underrated player in the NFL. Blaine Gabbert, the most <laughs> underrated player in the NFL. Coach, we love you, but get the hell out of here with that crap. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's going a little too far in your sport. I, I, Gabbert, I do think has you know, more talent than people realize. Uh, Bruce sticks up for his quarterbacks, but yeah, that might be going, going a little too far with that one. Uh, but, but I do believe him, at least in the fact that he might try to stay there after Brady now, at least. Oh, he like, will. Oh, yeah. I think he will. Yeah, but okay. it's Kyle Trask not playing Gabbert. Yeah, right, right. Kyle Trask or whoever else. But yes, we'll see where that goes. But I'm with you. Get the hell out of here with that. 
All right. Is that it? We that got is. them all that's, done. That's what we that's call a draft. There were hey, three rounds. Sp- and speaking, that was it. speaking of Trask, because he went before Kellen Mond went to the Vikings, who went one spot before Davis Mills went to the Texans. Something that popped up late last week that I wasn't aware of. Right. Kevin Mond, the father of Kellen Mond, said the Texans were on the line with Kellen Mond's agent saying, we're taking him at 67. Right. Vikings intervened and took him at 66. What a different vibe that would be for Kellen Mond if he'd been stuck with the Houston Texans. Sorry. De- definitely. Texans, but I think he's in a better spot in Minnesota. Yeah, well, now he's stuck with your Vikings. So, But I, I would say, yes, that's more of a positive. And, you know, it's it's – you know, I don't know. It could have been a good or bad thing. I never know. I never know about a quarterback having to play in his hometown or by his home area. Going to Texas A&M, then staying in Houston. Yeah, there's going to be people that like that. But you're also going to have like people who are going to be like haters on it too. Uh, I think it's good where he landed. It's the perfect spot, and I think your Vikings organization is in a better spot. You know what I'm going to say. Yeah, he should have gotten to choose between the two. That's yeah, what I'm going to say. We know. Thank you. And now I'm going to say, let's take a break. We'll wrap up this Monday edition of PFT Live right after this. Patriots mandatory minicamp starts today and there's a chance Cam Newton will be back he had that slight bone bruise in his finger 10 days ago there was a thought we won't see him again until training camp but Chris he reportedly was throwing on Friday was back at practice and could be good to go for the mandatory minicamp that will be huge for the effort to get him ready for year two in the system. Yeah, that's right. And I would think he's, like, going to do everything he can and chomping at the bit because he's not going to want to give, like, Mac Jones his reps, anything like that. Not only does he want to get better, it's like we've talked about with, like, the Aaron Rodgers-Jordan Love thing, too. It's like, you know, let's let's stifle the other guy's development a little bit by me being out there taking more of the reps, not giving him more experience that way, too. So, big year. I think Cam practices today. Other thing to watch, Stephon Gilmore has been away from the entire offseason program. He's in the last year of his contract. He's due to make $7 million because four and a half of it was shifted to last year to placate him after he was Defensive Player of the Year. No new contract yet, Chris. We'll see if he boycotts the mandatory minicamp. That would be huge for the Patriots. We're out of time. Thanks for some of your time. We'll see you tomorrow. See ya. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.